0: Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, January 22nd. I'm Charlie Fink, and I'm here with my friends Joanna Popper of HP and Ted Shilowitz, the futurist of Paramount Pictures. And it's This Week in XR. Uh, It was a slow week because we were watching uh, a democratic, peaceful transfer of power in Washington, D.C., despite the fact that it had to be uh, protected by 25,000 National Guard troops. Um, it was an epic show of force, uh, exactly, uh, two weeks too late. Uh, so that having been said, I'm looking forward to not talking about Donald Trump anymore. In fact, not even thinking about him. I do have one question that is related to tech and social media, which is a topic that we talk about a lot, which is why did it take Twitter five years to stop the madness? Yeah, it's, I
1: mean... It's hard not to talk about it. It's hard, you know, I have to imagine the three of you and anybody watching this uh, had some degree of massive massive, cathartic response to this. Um, You know, my wife and I and my daughter, who's home with us during the pandemic, um, not back at school, um, essentially sat most of now, two days ago morning and just weeped. Like with every visual moment, connected moment to- Yeah, um, it was, it was so powerful. And I can't even begin to describe how powerful it was to have this sort of release of like, this, this four years of and and it's not just Twitter, I think we we might, you know, I don't want to give blame to just one sector. It's the the media sphere in general. sucking into this machine and regurgitating and spitting it back out. I was, I've had all kinds of little metaphoric thoughts about this last night In sort of half sleep. I was thinking about a weed and, and a weed grows when you give it light and you give it energy and you pay attention to it. And a weed dies when you leave it in the darkness in the corner and don't give it the things it needs to grow. Um, and the entire industry that we are all a part of in some way, shape, or form. I work for a giant media company. Joanna works for a, a giant compute company that's tied to the media sphere in many ways. Charlie, you've worked for many media companies that you represent and you pundit sure. to the world, right? So we're 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 part of it. We're talking about it right now. We're delivering m- media into the sphere, but it you know, it's it's almost like there's a two-sided thing to this. There's a testament to our democracy that we let it go on so long that we don't quash it because free speech in all of its forms, good, bad, or indifferent, is important. Um, but then there are literally just bridges too far. And the way you stop it is you have to not give it credence. And even with all of the, 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 the hyper critiques, like I, I imagine you guys are a fan of Rachel Maddow. I really won't watch Rachel Maddow. I've watched more Rachel Maddow in the last four years than I have my whole life. I have to imagine now I will watch less Rachel Maddow because it will just be less controversial, Radio. less crazy. Less yeah, obsessively right?
0: watching Rachel Maddow. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's been terrible
1: and for I, my wife's yeah. mental health. Yeah, And not and so good the for mine. I think the media... Has profited greatly from this madness, um, yeah. and I think they they do feel a bit of guilt about it, and and they're trying their best, but it I I don't think you could come anywhere close. I, I do want to mention one thing, and then I'll let you go on. One thing I saw that again made me cry was um, in the Lawrence O'Donnell show last night. He had a clip at the end of someone on on Twitter. I think they built it for YouTube or whatever, but he found it on Twitter. His 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 research staff. And it was um, the soundtrack of the West Wing and a recut of the West Wing opening with the the Biden folks and, you know, Jill Biden. And it was just (laughs) so perfect. It was just the greatest like, like sort of end cap to the whole thing was like, and this is now what we're getting. We're getting the Aaron Sorkin version of what he really thought government should be. And like it was again. It just sort of brought it all out to me. So all right. I'll, I, you guys can talk now, but I'll leave it there. In the
2: spirit of what Ted's saying, also about you know shining a light on what you want to focus on and, and 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 you know where what what you want to grow and where you want the attention to be. You know, I think it's definitely you know shout out for Joe Biden. Like third time, third time's the charm, right? You know. Right. Yeah, a <laughs> he's been up. running
0: for president since 1988.
2: Yeah, like being in public service, three, this is the third time, you know, he also is bringing, he's had a life of so many, up. you know, tragedies and ups and downs, and he brings that full life experience, that empathy to the office, and... Our first woman in the United States ever to be president. You know, so we have Kamala Harris, our first, our first woman, first African American, Indian American woman in the seat of vice president. I have my Kamala pearls on. I've been wearing all <laughs> of them as a homage inspiring women, you know, seeing so many people online, little, you know, little, 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 young women, little girls, you know, saying my VP looks like me. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. so beautiful. And then also, you know, uh, at the same time, we, we saw her, uh, uh, you know, uh, giving the office to the three new senators to, to join in. So we have our first uh, Black Senator from Georgia, our first Jewish senator from Georgia. We have our our first Hispanic senator from California, which is forty percent Hispanic. Our overall population is, uh, you know, twenty percent Hispanic. So a lot of firsts, a lot of groundbreaking (laughs) this week. That was also amazing to see. Um, And personally, I'm working on a a side project, which is a a political documentary called Broad Ambitions about how it was really the women that actually Mm -hmm. took down Donald Trump, like from from Kamala to Nancy Pelosi. I I was
0: just looking at Facebook, just reminded me that four years ago yesterday was the Women's March in DC, where my wife and I were there and it was an incredible crush and uh, absolutely no fun to be there, but it was a once in a lifetime spectacle. And uh, we certainly, made a statement. And you, you know, know you
2: I, about o, in 17, in yes, I, yeah, I, I was there with my mom and my brother and friends from all across the country. Yeah, and
0: everybody, everybody stopped what they were doing and made an effort to be counted, which was something I don't think we were in the last election. But unlike uh, certain crybabies, uh, we sucked it up and said four years later, we won't let that happen. I will say that the big Republican beef about the election hasn't really been stated. Uh, It's, you know, mail-in voting got rid of voter suppression. And if you don't have voter suppression, we are in the majority that, we you know, people want a progressive liberal government that helps them generously, uh, that provides healthcare, that protects the environment, uh, that cares about the future of kids, even though we only care about the next uh, quarter stock earnings. Yeah, and, three, and of which, I don't think- three of which were epic, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and congrats to HP, um, you know, for knocking it out of the park, and uh, the market responded. So uh, it's yeah. great to see. I guess people are buying printers and uh, PCs like crazy uh, while they're stuck at home. So uh, it's good news for HP. Yeah,
2: He's, the PC is essential yeah. these days. Yeah, and and you know, to the point you're making on that, the um, it, that also they, that we see we see you know so many people coming out to vote this time right you know we have over eighty million yep. for Joe Biden we had seventy five million voting for Donald Trump all,
0: all because of mail in voting we don't have a national voting holiday people have to work sometimes they work the entire time the poll is open and when they go there uh, if they live in a, a progressive or minority district uh, which of which there are many now because of gerrymandering they find out it's a two hour wait. And since your vote probably doesn't count anyway, if you live in a solid red or blue state, why would you even bother? But mail-in voting gets rid of that. You know, that kind of indirect voter uh, suppression is gone. So that's what they're pissed about.
1: Yeah, this year we were literally able to to kind of rise above it. So the pandemic in all of its awfulness gave us a chance to sort of rejigger that system to a more democratic system which was which is kind of fascinating well while you guys were talking and and bringing up all those points which are so amazingly true i was looking away from my screen and i found something i want to mention charlie we can can go through our tech news uh this is a letter from joe biden that was sent out that i I want to read just one paragraph of it will go ahead this was a likely news
0: wise So I was going to tease you about Apple and bring up one or two other things, but I I think this this issue about regulating social media and regulating speech is a defining issue of our time because you you can't live in a building with a bunch of people who yell fire every day.
1: Right, so so this letter came out on January 15th uh, from the Office of President-elect Joe Biden, now the President Joe Biden. and it was a letter to Eric Sander, PhD, President, Founding Founding Director, Broad Institute of MIT and Harvard. Um, and you can find this letter online. Uh, we can put it in our notes here, if, if um, you know, because it was out, and a few people sent it to me. I'm just going to read you one line in it. Um, for this reason, I believe it is essential that we refresh and invigorate our national science and technology strategy to set us on a strong course for the next 75 years so that our children and grandchildren may inhabit a healthier, safer, more just, peaceful, and prosperous world. This effort will require us to bring together our brightest minds across academia, medicine, industry, and government, breaking down the barriers that often, that too often limit our vision and progress, and prioritizing the needs, interests, fears, and aspirations of the American people. Um, it's a much longer letter. It's a two-page letter that you should all read if you are in the technology world in any way, shape, or form, because technology, arts, and science are this meshed thing that over the last four years have been separated and and decoupled in various awful ways. Um, and we need to, again, get back to the power and wonder of putting those things together. I mean, Joanna, you work for an amazing technology company that understood art, science, and technology. I work for a giant media company that understood art, science, and technology and pervades it to this day. A lot of it got lost in the last four years. Um, This is part of that Biden psychology that, again, makes me very emotional and brings up tears. But the fact that he, you know, someone else wrote this for him, right? But it's in his voice and in his spirit um, that he put this out to the world 10 days before he was inaugurated to start the process of understanding the importance of art, science, and in our world, technology. So I just thought it would be an interesting thing to maybe set the course yes, of what we're talking I mean,
2: about. It's, it's so true that, you know, you know, all the, com- the companies we've worked for in the past, the company I work for now was founded on those principles, right? We were, it was our two founders in a garage building technology for Walt Disney for his movie Fantasia. Like yes, yes, yes. Those, amazing. I mean, not just STEM, but STEAM principles. And that has you know, come through ever since. You know, a lot of, you know, one of our themes of this year is PC is essential. Right? It's, and, and that PC is used for creation. It's used for consumption. It's used, and it's, and you use across all, all, you know, so many different areas. It's, that's- really- yeah, We're
1: using it right now to do this. We're using personal compute technology in all of its forms. 12 different forms right now. Right, so. Um, you
0: know, what could happen, honestly, since we're about to print two and a half trillion dollars, what should happen is the government uh, or we, should make sure that every kid in this country has a laptop and a high-speed internet connection mm-hmm. and whatever that costs, we should pay it.
1: Yeah. A generation so ago. We I don't in believe
0: the- in, in reparations. I think it's too late for that. I think yeah. it's time to start treating everyone as a first-class citizen. You know, that yeah, would go a true. long way to stimulating people in this country to feel like they're part of a team. And I think that's the thing that we're losing is we don't feel like we're on the same team anymore. That was, you know, 9-11 as horrible as it was. I remember that feeling like, well, I don't hate Republicans, I love Americans. And we have lost that feeling. Uh, Part of it is out of control media, certainly. Um, But part of it is that uh, it, it got tribalized. By that out of control media, and and now uh, it, it, you know the media now the media is a symptom, and not the cause. So uh, yeah. anyway, getting back to the the tech idea, it just would not be that expensive to do it. It would put a lot of people out of work, and it would layer and it would um, level the pandemic playing field. And I understand that it will benefit other people in the household. That cannot be a bad thing either. Um, you know, we have an income divide because we have a tech divide. We have a tech education divide. And a lot of it is just economic. They don't have the equipment. Um, so instead of giving people $1,200, let's give them $1,000 and a laptop. So yeah, I
1: don't
0: um, know. Yeah. I don't you know what know, time Booming I... tech companies could contribute to this. Yeah. You know, Facebook. Google. These companies, are Snapchat, they're extracting a tremendous amount of money from the economy and their shareholders are fat and happy. So if they took $100 million and tried to help this country, I don't think they'd miss it. So, yeah,
1: I think like a generation or two generations, X generations ago, someone thought it would be a really good idea to give everybody access to the information of the day and the public library system is born right and schools have libraries and neighborhoods have libraries and there are big libraries like where you are in new york joanna and then there's the, the, the 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 library of congress and the library becomes this important metaphor for information right today we've moved past the physical physicality world into the virtual world and but there still is a divide of people that have access to the world's library whenever they need it. Right. Um, and, and I would say in a bit of the defense of the big tech companies, they do make efforts in the educational realm and the donation realm. And yeah. And I'm not world.
0: saying they they, always do that, I'm not saying they do they nothing. I, I'm not saying they do nothing. I know Google's got a big education group. Um, yeah. you know, Facebook has been reaching out for years. So I, I'm not suggesting they do nothing. I'm just suggesting maybe a Marshall Plan,
1: yeah. or just so do more. A right? I think,
0: or, I think, could I think be we'll part of that. Some... A Marshall Plan for our own country. Imagine that.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah. I think we'll see some level of New Deal at some point. You know, however, however that looks. You know, that
0: I hope so. I mean, we're I mean so it's you it, on
2: on bridging the digital divide, and and but it's certainly you know, I can speak for our company. That's something that we're we're highly focused on, and and but it. It it probably does take some level of, of uh, national resources to, to, to attract uh, atta- to attack it fully.
0: Well, here's a good opportunity to pivot to HP and some questions I have for you. It's rare that we get uh, you on the show, but it's so great to see you, and I miss seeing you and my other friends like Ted in the real. But um, uh,
2: it's so somehow nice we're making it work. You. Thank it's you so for nice coming to be here with you, and I wish I can't wait for the day that we're all actually together again.
0: I miss the but, XR hike
2: missed the XR hike Ted on uh one of the the pictures of, of us at CES when we, when HP did the the uh soul cycle spin class that you came to
1: uh yes. that
2: just I think that was you know
1: 2 years well, ago I remember was, us in China uh, on the stage at, either before or after some big event with our quest ones on uh competing beat saber together here, yeah so, yeah.
0: speaking, speaking of VR headsets, Joanna, when are we going to finally get the goods?
2: What's goods. This this guy, do you not have one?
0: I do not have one of those.
2: All right, well, we'll work on that. Charlie. Yeah, we have to work
0: on that. I've yeah, got my okay. PC right here. I am ready to rock and roll. And my old right. Vive Pro is so bad compared right, we'll to make my sure. Quest we'll
2: 2 HP Weaver G2.
0: Oh, man. We'll
2: make sure we fix that, Charlie.
0: Um, The entry-level enterprise headset. So Apple, by the way, uh, big news this week, Bloomberg reporting that Apple has a VR headset, which is a little different than the one we were talking about that would disrupt the optics industry. It looks more media-focused. So I've been saying all along that Apple is working on more than one device. Uh, So I've been... um,
1: I've been in sort of, in addition to all this fantastic, like wonderful thing that's been happening in our country, I've been in the last 24 hours in the managing expectation modes as everybody reaches out to me for these kind of like, hey, what's this all about? And, you know, I think, you know, Bloomberg's a a good news organization, but I think every once in a while they're like, hmm, maybe we should just regurgitate some of the stuff that we already know and like create a new rumor moment. And it's.
0: it's Which we generally don't write about. Uh, was, a, was a swirl last week uh, before the Bloomberg article came out, but it, it seemed to be the usual rumor about um, you know, some kind of glasses announcement you know, coming out in the next few months. And uh, I guess they were talking about a second set headset that was going through uh, the process in Shenzhen of, of evaluating its manufacturability. Uh, so, you know, and that could mean anything. I don't know how many prod- products go through that process uh, you know, in their development phase. Uh, so we'll we'll have to see I'm uh, like Ted, I- I'm a little bit skeptical. I think the first device is not going to be all that. It's going to be expensive. there won't be that many of it of them. It'll probably like the original iPhone have lots of little bugs that need fixing. Um, And it's going to slowly iterate itself like the iPhone did uh, into a more mobile, more useful device. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see kind of a basic VR with, you know, some kind of pass through AR um, coming from them sooner than the disrupt the optics industry (laughs) classes, which, uh, you know, have lots of uh, lots of separate challenges. From a technology standpoint, so uh, that's that's the Apple news for the week. The other thing I wanted to bring up because you're here and you're in charge of LBE, right? Location-based entertainment. If you had asked me about location-based VR last week, I would have said, well, it's it's sort of a quadruple whammy, right? It's a narrow-margin business to begin with because it has uh, barriers to its scalability, right? Any kind of retail business that involves atoms uh, faces that challenge. So that's just built into their business model. Then, then you, you know, add to that, um, you know, the collapse of the movie theater, uh, which I think is going to be not good, but bad for LBE. Um, because I think people are, are going to lose their conditioning for out of home, uh, entertainment, and they're going to start to look at premium entertainment as things that they consume at home. And, uh, so I think that the industry at at writ large is at risk uh, in ways that we don't, aren't completely clear, and then there's COVID, and who's going to want to share a headset uh, when you've got a quest at home anyway? Um, you know that they, they have to charge the operators have to charge twenty bucks an hour, twenty bucks for half an hour just to break even. So uh, you know it's not a cheap activity. Yes, it's better than being alone at home. Of course, it is. Um, there's a new company coming out uh, where they're delivering shipping containers. Uh, that are already completely outfitted to be a kind of holodeck-like experience, and then Virtuix is putting up a hundred thousand dollars in prize money um, there, and they operate the Virtuix Omni, um, you know, esports attraction on on their patented dish, uh, where people can you know feel like they're locomoting, um, and so. HP and, and specifically your job at HP has been to nurture that business and you know to try and help those entrepreneurs. So uh, it sounds like oh and Meow Wolf opening. Uh, it sounds like people are still believing in retail, um, even even though uh, it's unclear when we'll come out of this. I guess they're thinking um, pent up demand is is going to um, help them blow out of the gate.
2: A lot, Charlie. So, so no. uh, so, yes, no.
0: yes. Well, like, you know, i worked in LBE in the nineties. Yeah. So I have very strong opinions about this that are know. based in this rare case, not on me being an academic studying it, but me actually having done it as an entrepreneur.
2: So, I, so there's a, a, a few things I would say. So first I would say that, well, I, I we still believe in LB. We still, we still see, we still see pretty heavy growth in LB. Yeah. There
0: are new companies and investment
2: companies, the companies that are doing well, continue to grow. They continue. I mean, our, our, you know, best metric is, do they keep ordering new equipment from us? And is that new equipment either because they are opening new locations or because they want to upgrade their, their equipment that they have, or because, um, you know, so many people have come through that it's time to get new, new equipment. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're ordering the HP Reverb G2s from us, they're ordering, they're continuing to order the VR backpacks from us, um, you know, workstations, laptops, et cetera. So we continue to see, we continue to see pretty, pretty strong growth in the LBE sector. It's very, you know, dependent on where you are right now. So if, if you know, there are cities where things are shut down still, there are cities where, you uh, you know x number of people can go to go to a place and then there are cities where things are semi normal so you know there there are companies that we work with, that we work really closely with where you know they may have 40 50 locations and x, you know a, a certain percentage are, are open and doing really well so the, so what we look at there is the ones that are open how are they doing are people coming back and the numbers we see from them and we hear from them are are really great you know so i i wouldn't look at you know, you're predicting the end of the movie theater, you know, I think TVD on that, but even if that were to occur, I wouldn't predict that that necessarily means the end of out of home entertainment. And I, and I think that, that VR has this unique advantage in this case where, you know, movie theaters, you're in there with a couple hundred people, theme parks are in there with thousands of people, concerts are there with thousands of people. But in in most LBVR, you're there with four to eight people. And in many cases you came with those people. Right. So it, you know, it, it provides a certain level of security for people that want to come there, even in the current cases. And companies have done really great things around the content, around advertising, you know, the sanitization to mm-hmm. keep connecting with audiences. So don't count them out, Charlie. Don't count had, them out. We
0: had, we had Lynn here from clean box. They're gonna sell a lot of clean boxes.
2: <laughs> yeah. And they have been. They have been. Yeah.
0: So, so, final, final, sorry, final topic of the day yeah, so we're, we're running low on time is my personal crusade to save Google poly, um, without Google poly tilt brush is going to be a shadow of itself. And, uh, I'm super concerned about it. Uh, it's an unbelievably important tool for artists. Uh, and I just don't know how they can kneecap tilt brush In this way, and in the same way that the ecosystem somehow came together and Microsoft saved all space VR in the VR winter of 2018 that was so important. I think we all didn't realize at the time how freaking important that was And somebody has to come in and save Google poly in the same way I don't care if it's Microsoft Facebook somebody has to save this freaking site because the alternative of sketchfab sketchfab is not friendly to poly. User-generated content outside of Facebook Horizon is going to be incredibly damaged by this. Mm.
2: So I can just
0: sigh.
2: Someone will save them. Do you think we need to start a crowdfund? What do you What are you thinking?
0: I, I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, I think Epic or Unity should get in there because it's their platform that I'm always importing it into. You know, I teach XR production now. I'm not much of an expert, but I know the first. Uh, the basics of, of unity and the basics of creating custom content and Tilt Brush right now uh, and one or two other platforms, but Tilt Brush in particular um, is super important. You know, you go into the worlds that have been created in Alt Space. That's why I think about Microsoft and and they are substantially created in in Poly. And in fact, if you go into the Poly library, everybody, which is free online. Uh, and you can, you know, navigate it using your mouse and, and spin things around and get a good 3D look at it. But if you go into Polly and you play and you're in VR at all, you know, noticeably, and you've done more than half a dozen experiences, you start to notice all the content that's been dragged from Polly into these VR experiences on the Quest. So that's a reason for Facebook. So there's three big companies that are going to be damaged by the shutdown of Polly. So I just don't know how the community can stand by and, and watch them cut it loose. If they don't want it, give it to me. on? Put in your bid. Put in a bid, a dollar, <laughs> because I'm gonna to have to raise $100,000 a month for the hosting, but fine, I'll do it. This yeah, is I crazy. Think-
1: I think it should and, and probably will find some sort of open source future. There's enough people like you that are verbalizing and explaining that this is an important part of the ecosystem that we use in various ways and artists use in various ways. So we have to put our optimistic hat on and say that even if a, a company like Google can't find commercial viability and someone, you know, within their bean counters is like, well, maybe just jettison this or shut it down. Um, you know i guess there's there's ip that they might feel like they need to protect and re-reinvent in some way shape or form but perhaps there's an open source or maybe there'll be a, a you know a new phoenix that arises from this and someone will just create an open source version of all the tool sets that exist this way you know Mozilla's sort of tried to do this and have done and been successful with with the web this way and and you know so it's not just these big corporations that run these sites and portals and are ways to get on and off the internet. So maybe there'll be a maybe there'll be a future that way from it for it.
0: Well, my, my parting shot on this is that the metaverse is going to be built by individuals and small businesses and institutions in exactly the same way the World Wide Web was. Yeah. And without making it easy for us to do that. People are going to be stuck in rec room and Facebook Horizons, which are these silos, instead of being on open platforms and allowing people on the web. Let's say somebody who's got a delicious Reverb G2 that they're uh, may or may not be using, and and they're being a there there. And you know, you take away Google Poly, and there's going to be a lot less there, at least for a while. Um, so anyway, it just you know there was further news. Uh, about it this week um, you know the co-founder uh, of Polly Patrick Hackett left for another opportunity at least that's the way it was positioned he may have been pissed about Polly I don't know him personally I just follow him on social media but um, you know I I uh, don't think we should let it go without a fight of some kind
2: the uh, love letter Charlie Fink love letter to Polly let's
0: I know yeah. I feel like I should um, but um but I don't know uh, if I have time to seriously <laughs> do more than I'm doing more right now, which is blabbing about it. Um, we've used up a half hour. Uh, Joanna, great to see you. Uh, always thank you for your insights, Ted. Uh, love to hang out with you every Friday morning. And uh, to those of you listening uh, on the podcast, uh, thanks, thanks for listening in and um, have a great weekend. Thank
2: you. Great to be here.